everybody, and welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 99. We're, oh, we're so close. Ooh. Just, ooh, just one more, one more, and we hit that. We hit that, the hunted. We hit the hunted. Then we're syndicated. We, we don't have to worry about <laughs> That's it anymore. That's not true. <laughs> we, we get the reruns. We can phone it in after that. <laughs> Are we doing anything special for 100? Do we know that yet? Are we just going to phone it in? Uh, I, like... I, I, I got a thing planned. Ooh. I don't know how impressive it'll be that's a little rude um but <laughs> uh but i i i'm gonna i'm gonna chat with the others and see if there's anything else we can do but i, I got at least something a little a nice. little something something okay okay uh so i am john luke your not usual host uh, and that is because once again tam and lucy they have been very busy this week with our charity streams in fact they are like prepping to do one right now as of the time of this recording, if you haven't checked those out, you should. We're raising money for Able Gamers all week. Uh, I think the last uh, charity stream with Giant Bomb should be happening as of the time of this podcast going up. But we'll talk more about that later. But for now, I am joined by a couple special guests. I've got Mr. E3 himself, Michael Hyam. Yeah, yeah. I came back last week, but yeah, I am, I am Mr. <laughs> E3. Uh, I was anointed the, um, the throne, so uh, y'all will address me as such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and of course, I am joined by uh, Jordan. Where is Silk Song? Ramey. <laughs> uh, starting this morning off with pain, pain, pain <laughs> every day, loss. baby. You know the fucking vibes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for the first time on the GameSpot After Dark proper, uh, Phil, lore master of destiny, uh, Hornshaw, I forgot your last name for a sec. No <laughs> <laughs> one's going through it today. Oh, it's a lot. It's been it's a early. long, it's early. It's been a long week. Um, who, who would yeah. know that doing a bunch of charity streams right after E3 would be very tiring. <laughs> John Luke's been a champion. You all, everyone yeah, listening to this should like go give him all the love in the oh, world because he's you. made sure that Play for All didn't implode on itself following E3. And he also made sure that E3 didn't implode on <laughs> yeah. itself. He made, yes. sure, he made sure we Amazing. really played for all. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Um, but we're here to talk about uh, what we've all been playing. Uh, and, uh, well, well, actually first Phil, cause I forget. Cause we, so you've probably heard Phil, if you've done any of our spoiler cast, he was on, um, our final fantasy seven one. He was on our medium one that we did at the beginning of the year with, uh, me and Jordan. Uh, but, uh, Phil, this is your first time on the podcast proper, which means we have to do the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. Chris. Basically, uh, to sum it up, Phil. A guy named Chris messaged us on like our second or third episode and said, hey, you guys are great, but I know who the hell y'all are, so tell me who you are. So now, uh, every time we have a new guest on, uh, they have to tell Chris who they are and what they're about. So Phil, why don't you tell Chris and the rest of the audience uh, about yourself? Makes sense. Hey, Chris. Uh, my name is Phil. Uh, I'm a, I was a freelance games journalist for like 10 years before I joined GameSpot, so I've been around. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. I like story games and indie stuff and horror things. And uh, I play a lot of video games. I don't know, man. Phil <laughs> does play a lot of video games. I Holy do. shit. I think Phil plays the most video games. I think Phil's Mr. Video Games. 
Oh, man. How dare you? <laughs> I play a lot of video games, too. It's upsetting. I don't want to be Mr. Video Games. Yeah, do, you play, do you play Destiny? Do you play Destiny like Phil does? That's true. No one does. So, like, who are we to, who are we to call ourselves gamers? Destiny paid my bills for a long time. <laughs> Shit, that's facts. <laughs> I've been covering that game since the first day. And uh, for a long time, nobody wanted to do it. So, whenever I was just, like bouncing around between outlets being freelance i was always i always end up being the destiny guy and i was like damn fuck destiny it's good now yeah so it's like it finally paid off i'm really into it now but yeah. at, for a while there it's like it's, it's so destiny. weird GameSpot doesn't have any beat reporters but we do like unofficially have beat reporters like yeah. whenever like kevin logs on I'm like Oh, here comes like a Pokemon Go article. Whenever I see Phil slide into the new Slack chat, I'm like, here comes something about Destiny 2. That's like, <laughs> like people cover certain stuff. Here's Michael at 3 a.m. talking about Final Fantasy. Around <laughs> <laughs> Japan time. The best Makes time. sense, man. That's how you get you got you to be up for those uh, those hot live streams they have at like what two in the morning yeah, or whatever. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, disgusting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're gonna get into what we've been playing. Um, why don't Why don't we start with the big one that a couple of us have been playing? Um, Jordan, I see you. You said you didn't have to talk about it, but honestly, I, I'd rather you you and Michael talk about it more than me because I think you guys can express what makes this game just so darn amazing, and that is uh, Chicory. Yeah, go. I want to. I want to hear what Jordan has to say about Chicory because <laughs> Jordan's been saying it's his game of the year. Hell yeah, it's so good. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I would say, um, like. Shout out to Natalie Flores. Like Michael's already yeah. talked her up a bunch, so <laughs> I, I I don't need to add much other than the fact that Chicory was already on my radar. They put out a very good review on Fanbite, and I read it. And I'm like, ah, shit, it's E3. I can't play this now, but I'll play <laughs> it at some point. E3 passes. I jump into this game. I'm like, ah, god damn it. They they were right. They were a hundred percent right. This game. <laughs> It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, for folks who don't know, Chicory is a game that launched like right in the throes of pre-E3, so it didn't get too much uh, coverage, unfortunately. But it's this game where you're in this world where there are wielders, people who ensure that the world stays in color and everything is beautiful all the time, and you play as a janitor to the current wielder who like keeps their home clean and then all of a sudden all the color just disappears one day and you find the brush abandoned and you kind of take it upon yourself to be the next wielder and color everything in and so it sounds very childish very cutesy and it is in that way in some respects but man that game like goes to some dark and interesting places dealing with the facts of depression i think a little bipolar disorder in there the struggles of being an artist and trying to figure out if you're doing things for yourself or if you're doing things for the people around you who expect great things from you what it's like to be a mentor or a peer in that world it's it's really really good and the story is surprisingly way better than i <laughs> thought it was going to be when first looking at the game and i'm like oh it's just kind of a cutesy game where I get to color everything in, which doesn't sound bad. I'm totally down for playing a game where I'm just 
get to relax and decide what shade of green I want the grass to be. <laughs> but like, <laughs> the fact that you add this incredible story on top of it, and I won't spoil it. I, I have now beaten Chicory, and so now it's like officially like barring like a surprise release of Silk Song or something like that. I think Chicory is <laughs> going to be my game of the year. Oh, um, like it's it's a damn good game. The music too. Oh my god! Yeah. Like <laughs> hell yeah! Oh, I know Michael wants to talk about that. Yeah, um, like I I don't want to go too in much into this because I know a lot of us have played it and we should all get a chance to say it. So I like I will oh, just man. say like Lana Rain, like the composer for this, she had to once again create a song during a mountain climbing sequence and I was worried for her and I'm like, she's done Celeste. She's done mountain climbing music before. Knocks it out of the park like <laughs> easily, like with flying colors. Um, so it's good. It's good music. Yeah. Really good boss battle music too. But oh my God. Michael, yeah. please like take this from me so I don't keep gushing about this for like 45 minutes. Oh man. The, bo the boss battle music is wild though because you you, you play the game, you, you kind of get introduced to the world where it's, it is cutesy. Like it's like, so I said this too is that it's like a coloring book. I sometimes I just treat the game like a coloring book. It's like, oh, here's a new scene. You know what? I just want to relax. So I'm just going to like, Okay, I want the trees to be that. Like Jordan was saying, like I want to be this shade of green. I'll make the ground. Oh, there's little steppy steps here. I'll make that like like a, like a gray, like a granite. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And oh, what what outfit color is this person? Because you can color in uh, every person's outfit too. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm gonna put a little red shirt on them. Oh my god, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. But so the thing about the boss battle music is that throughout the game, it's it's very uh, a very um a very uh. How do I say it? It's a very happy vibe. Uh, a lot of the music mm -hmm. is very cute. It's very uplifting. Um, I didn't realize that there was going to be like combat sequences. So I was like surprised the first like in the first fight. I was like, oh, shit. And I was jamming out, man. It, <laughs> They're it, trying it, to kill me. I'm yeah, taking I was, damage. <laughs> I was talking to uh, Blessing about this yesterday. He's like laying up like felt it felt like she she went back to the the her Celeste um uh, yeah like, bag and then said you know fuck i'm gonna go ham again to make a make a dope ass like electronic uh jam out here but this th the thing about chicory's music is that it's uh it's it's so soothing and it's really warm in a really weird way where i'm like just coloring the scene and there's like this very uh comforting song to it, it almost brought a tear to my eyes like chicory felt like a, feels like a warm hug um, that tells you, you know, it's 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 okay to uh, to feel things. It's like the yeah. the the opposite of near, but <laughs> it evokes like a similar feeling for some reason. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's it's really cool. It, and so I didn't, I wasn't sure what the format of the game was, but it's like an old school Zelda, uh, where it's yeah. like the tile the tile based world, uh, north uh, in like the four cardinal directions, and it's um, heavily puzzle based. I think the puzzle coloring in as as a puzzle is is pretty it's pretty fascinating like okay when you when you color the cave this way the environment reacts in this way and this is how you get to that area it's not like too complicated uh, but it's just enough to kind of you know get the wheels turning in your head and um yeah it, they do some really fascinating mechanics with the different types of uh paintbrushes the different types of mm -hmm. um uh, ways you can color the world so it's 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 really cool it's really creative uh, and it's just so cute. Oh my gosh, the dog you play as is so cute. Everyone is yeah. so cute in this game. What's, oh my what's gosh. your guys? Uh, what's what's your dog's name? 
Tocino. Bacon. Bacon. Oh, yeah. Steak. Ours is steak. Nice. Uh, oh. they, they, uh, I love, I, I am on board with any game where they're like, it's all animals and they're all named after food. Yeah. I was playing like another game uh, that was like part of the like Xbox Summer Games Fest and they did the exact same thing. Or like uh, the main character's name is like Fennel Seed or something. And I was like, yeah, like, let's go. Like all these cute foxes and dogs named after food. Um, yeah. Oh, because the game asks you like, what's your favorite food? I'm like, uh, uh shit. All right. That actually no. fucked me because it's like, what's your favorite food? And like it begins with capital letter and then it's lowercase, lowercase, lowercase. And my like grammar based brain, it's like, well, if someone asked me what my favorite food was, I wouldn't do capital B bacon. Like bacon's not a proper noun. And so I purposely <laughs> went into the settings and changed it to lowercase B and then like got like five minutes into the game before I realized like, oh shit, they're asking me what my name's supposed to be. So I'm now the only person in this world who doesn't have like a <laughs> proper name name. And so I had to, I just exited out and started a new game. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I refuse to go through this because like, I just knew I'm like, oh, it's probably fine. But I'm like, no, three hours no, into good this, I'm going to be really annoyed that I decided yep. to do this. I think I think it was, I had a similar thing in uh, Persona 4, I think it was, because uh, I think it asks you your name and I put it in reverse because you're your first and last name. And then in, in Japan, like obviously like it's flipped. So then I did the opposite. I'm like, shit, I'm 10 hours into this thing. <laughs> I hate fuck. This. I thought I was going to get over it. But you know what? I'm not because everyone's calling me by my last name and it's weird. Uh, so I was okay. like, fuck it, I'll do it again. Have <laughs> any of y'all played a chicory co-op? Because I played yes. through the entire thing single player. That's what I was going to say. That was, that was going to be my contribution. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with everything you guys have been saying. But I've been playing it with co-op uh, with my partner. And it is fantastic. It's just Aww. like the game. It doesn't change the game dramatically. Like um, essentially the uh, co-op partner just gets another paintbrush. And like I still control uh, the dog steak um and uh but like they have the exact same like complete freedom in terms of like color and what they can do so it, you just kind of uh, it, it's like to go back to the coloring book thing it's like when you're coloring book you're doing a coloring book with a friend where it's like all right like i'm gonna do the house and you're gonna do the trees and we're gonna like team tag team this together so uh it's just it's just really wholesome it's just like it, it's like the um there's like no stakes to it at all like except for like you know there's like some obviously there's some like combat stuff out there but when you're just like wandering around and you're just like painting stuff in like you you just i think the problem we have uh with the pacing is that we're like we have to color in everything uh so we're, <laughs> we're a little like okay like new 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 area let's go like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get the the, the grass you you do this um Man, godsend finding out that you actually could just hold the button to like do like a rapid fill for yeah. the, for the grass cuz um we were like at the beginning we were just slowly like manually like scrubbing in like every oh, little no. thing and we were trying to like perfectly do it through the lines and like sometimes when you do the house like it, it'll just go barely off the edge and it's like ah oh, no so if you're like very like if you're that kind of person with your coloring book this game might drive you insane uh so yeah. like don't play it that way uh, kind of had to learn that but uh yeah i mean just i the 
the co-op it, it's like i said it doesn't bring anything necessarily like um it doesn't dramatically change the game but it just it it, it is i think like a perfect example of like a couch co-op style like we both feel like we are heavily contributing and it doesn't feel bad that like she doesn't get to like also control her own character because like controlling the character is like kind of the least interesting part like the the paintbrush is sort of like the main thing you're doing all the time so the fact yeah. that like she's also able to contribute like yeah it just it feels good we're painting this world together and it's, it's really wholesome oh, so love cute. To see it. Love to see it. um i think the last thing i'll say about it is that it's uh surprising how much um a like how much you color in the world uh affects your perception of the world mm. and that like i was when i started painting like entire scenes like this looks like a different world than when it's black and white or if if someone else colors it a different color it gives off a very different environmental feel um so uh yeah i just i just thought that was a really interesting thing where i colored in this whole town and like oh that's that's my vision of this town. That's how I see the town. It's probably different from somebody else, uh, how they paint in the town, or even if they do paint in the town. So um, it's a story about how color affects your world. Yeah. You know what? You know, I'm going to say with my chest. The beginning of the game is about white supremacy. Yo, <laughs> the whites have taken over the world, and you got to bring color back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. <laughs> You can cut that out of the podcast. It's fine. No, I'll leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> oh, shit. John looks like that's extra work. <laughs> yeah, I've got time for that. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, let's go over to Phil. Phil, uh, you've been playing uh, a little bit of uh, Sea of Thieves' new uh, a, a Pirate's Life. Is that what it's called? The, yes. Uh, the Jack Sparrow update. I didn't realize that was like immediately coming out i i assumed when yeah. they announced that that was like later this year but uh dang that thing is out uh how is it it's pretty good um so i i've really enjoyed sea of thieves over the years but the thing about sea of thieves is you need other people and you need to dedicate like three whole hours to play the game because everything takes forever and there's a real good chance you're going to run into some other people you know halfway through whatever it is you're doing and they're going to be completely annoying and then you're fighting them for an hour and uh you're lucky if you sink them if you don't then it's a chase for a long time anyway it's just like all these things are what make the game cool but at the same time uh it takes a long time to do anything and it's not really a game you can play alone i mean you can but then you're just at a huge disadvantage all the time right so um what's cool about the the new jack sparrow themed stuff is that it's mostly story and um they added a while back these story sections called uh tall tales that you can just like they're just like uh long missions that usually are full of riddles and you know you're like tracking somebody through the sea of thieves and trying to find out what happened to them whatever uh those are really fun but again like you kind of need other people to do them with because they have checkpoints but you're probably going to get dumpstered along the way anyway <laughs> so so okay so the thing about the jack sparrow content is that most of it is instanced or at least takes place kind of away from everything else so the chances of running into somebody else and getting harangued by them is really much lower than the normal game so i was able to play through all of it alone and that's kind of nice like Ooh, see Thieves doesn't wonderful. have really yeah it doesn't really have any solo content and uh you can just kind of like pop it like at least two of the five tall tales that are part of this update, which is free, 
um, are instanced. So there's nobody around. Like it's whoever you take in with you. And, you know, you're just like following story around. You find like a skull guy. It's just his head. He talks to you a bunch. Like <laughs> you carry him around. You put him on other skeletons and like solve puzzles. It's stuff like that. It's very like puzzly and story oriented. And, and Jack Sparrow is walking around talking to you and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so you can play it by yourself, when, which is just super nice. And it also feels like onboarding kind of content. It's the sort of thing like. If you're jumping into Sea of Thieves because you like Jack Sparrow, the game's going to teach you how to play it pretty well, and you're not going to, you know, have a hard time with other people. So all that's fun. Um, it does kind of feel like not what Sea of Thieves is most of the time, mm -hmm. because it is that sort of single-player, story-oriented, puzzly. Mm. Like it's like going through levels. It's like a much more traditional version of a video game than Sea of Thieves ever is. Sea of Thieves is about getting on a ship and sailing and like, oh, we're going to go dig up a chest, but then you run into other people who murder you. Like that's that's what the actual Sea of Thieves game is. And it doesn't really play like you're like exploring this town and like climbing up on stuff and using pulleys to move boxes so you could make platforms. And it's like this game's not really especially good at platforming. It's not really <laughs> especially good at like close quarters combat with AI enemies there are a bunch of those things and those are things that are fun, but like you fall off them a lot and combat's a little weird. It's a little buggy. I've had some issues um, getting like stuck on boss fights and stuff. Nothing that broke the game for me personally. So all that to say, I've enjoyed it. It's cool. Like it's nice to have it. And I like getting back into Sea of Thieves because that game is real goofy. Like always <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy <laughs> things are happening. <laughs> yeah. oh. And it's nice to have something I can do in Sea of Thieves by myself and like kind of get back into it. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I would say that if you're going to play it, like you'll enjoy it, but also you should play Sea of Thieves with some friends in the way <laughs> yeah, that it actually yeah. is because it's totally different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you play with, uh, Mike Rougeau at all? Cause I know he did the review. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do some, he plays a lot when he gets into, when he gets into a game, he gets really into a game yeah. and like, I can't keep up. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Arena. I'm a pirate legend now. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I got like two hours a week for this game, maybe. Like, I can't I can't do everything. He did all the... T okay, so they're... Uh, separate from the Jack Sparrow stuff, there are uh, 10 other tall tales in mm -hmm. the game that are long. They take a long time to do. <laughs> like, yeah. He burned through all of them the other day. He did all of them in a row. Maybe, like, he's, he's, a real, like, maybe he's Mr. Video Games. He <laughs> is, dude. It's, it was intense. <laughs> like, he's very good at it, too. Like I feel... I like playing with him, but also sometimes I'm like, shit, I'm not good enough for my... <laughs> like, I'm really worried that I'm going to hold back our team right now. This dude's a legend. They sing songs about him on oh, certain yeah. servers. No, he is legitimately like maxed out a lot of that game. Yeah. It's like, damn, this takes forever. I, that's I, some dedication. I have so. I have one question, though, about the Jack Sparrow, or about, uh, what is it called, Pirate's Life? Mm -hmm. does, does Jack Sparrow ever turn to the camera and say, this really is a sea of thieves? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, lo I, lo I love that shit. I don't know. It's he doesn't say that in particular, but he does say... They say Sea of Thieves a lot. He says a lot of his like pirates lines. He oh, says okay. a lot of things. Right, you're going right, cool. to hear things you recognize even if you're not like a fan. Like, damn. They sing that Yo-Ho Pirates Life for Me song constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is like, all yeah, the like time. This shit. Here's the shit yeah. that you want. Yeah. <laughs> is the actual no, cool. like, Pirates of the Caribbean theme play at any mm -hmm. point? Oh, oh yeah, like it's it's sort of like woven in, um, you know, like they do some cool stuff with music. It kind of mixes in with the the Sea of Thieves 
theme and stuff. Hell yeah. So yeah, like it's it's recalling it, but it feels like its own thing. But yeah, especially if you like the ride, like there's a lot of stuff from the movies in this, oh, obviously. Yeah. But if you like the Disneyland ride, a lot of these levels feel single playery because they're like recreating the ride in a really like sort of a one to one way. Um, there's one tall tale where you like end up in a town where it's being attacked by pirates. It's being attacked by Barbosa the pirate guy, mm-hmm. from the, the, the villain from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for Jack Sparrow and you're looking for him too. But you're running around and it feels like you're running through like Disneyland. There are like clutches of pirates <laughs> like having an auction and a few other guys like singing a song and they're drunk in another corner. The mayor's being just, like, like dunked into a them. pool of water. And... <laughs> That's the one. Yep. That happens. Yep. Oh, yep. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Rare's like, we know you haven't been able to go to Disneyland for the past year. Here's yeah. a treat. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah. I assume maybe they cut out fun. the part where they're like chasing women in around like that part's uh, not in it i was yes. gonna say they probably they probably <laughs> cut that part out <laughs> i assume that's been cut out of the actual ride at this I point think they, i think they recently cut that out of the ride yes yeah. <laughs> i'm amazed so. that rare was able to keep this whole thing a secret and then announce it and be like oh and it's coming out in like a few yeah. weeks because apparently they secured this deal back at e3 2019 which is why they were so excited all those years ago, and a bunch of people were like, oh, I guess Rare's just really happy that they were finally able to announce Battletoads. Or... <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like, why are the, all the people at Rare like so happy? And it's like, oh, it's just because they had just talked to they Disney. It's like, Disney hey, we're doing yeah. pirates. <laughs> it's legit, too. Like, they, they definitely put in a lot of work and did, like, a lot of Disney due diligence. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they really tapped into all the you know, the ride stuff and the movie stuff, a bunch of characters from all those things show up. Um, the guy who uh, voices Jack Sparrow is the same guy that voices Jack Sparrow in Kingdom Hearts and is like, does okay. a really great job. Oh, like shit. it's, it's, yeah. it's, they put the work in for sure. It's cool. Solid. Dude. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm wanting to check that out. I've been like interested in Sea of Thieves on and off, but I've just never had like a group of people to play it with. And I'm like, trying to convince my partner i'm like hey like you want to play some sea of thieves it's free on game pass and they're like no nah, i'm not really Fuck interested and i'm like ah okay uh so maybe one day i'll find someone to, to play that with i uh, just it just have ah. pets now they have so, pets oh maybe that'll mm-hmm. you know what that actually might convince her that i have be. a uh, i have a monkey an orange monkey called small charles <laughs> you know what yeah okay you know what? that'll be my new strategy i'll be like Dude, there's a monkey you can get other dogs like, there are dogs now. Okay, yes. there are dogs. Yes. All right. Yeah. I think I can. You can also get the uh, the dog with the keys from the ride. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, all right. Moving on. Michael, tell me about oh, anime. Ah, uh, so there's <laughs> Xbox <laughs> anime. Well, well, it's not just so... Xbox, right? It's it's. Uh, I've been playing on PS5. Oh, okay. Tom okay. Tom about Scarlet Nexus. Some real anime bullshit. Oh my god. Uh, the new joint from Bandai Namco, where Anime Boy fights against monsters with Anime Girl, who also fights monsters. Uh, it's you know what I previewed it. I talked a little bit mm-hmm. about it uh, some episodes ago, and holy shit, yo, Scarlet Nexus is that combat system in this game is fucking wild. It is so good. Like okay. I was because I was in, worried. I'm like, is it wild in a bad way? Or is it wild in a good way? <laughs> no, this yo, this combat system is so cool. Like it has it has some. Um, so it, it's it plays kind of think of it as a sort of platinum game style action. Um, 
the only th there there are some some things I some gripes I have with it. It does feel a little sticky. Uh, like sometimes um, inputs don't register when you're in the middle of uh, combos, mm. so it's not exactly as smooth as a platinum game. But holy shit, they have like so many different mechanics and systems at play that make it so fascinating. I think like there's there's sort of like this ele elemental thing where you uh, have electricity, water, uh, fire, and all this other shit. But so how it how do I Back, let me back it up a second. Yo, I am fucked up this morning. Um, <laughs> so, yes, you control a... You, at the start of the game, you can either play as the male protagonist or the female protagonist. Uh, I chose the anime girl because she's badass. Oh, yeah. Yo, she ha yo, she has uh, gray hair and red eyes. And I'm like, That's yo, all you need to convince like, me to what? play a game. I played. I was playing the sword art uh, Bandai Namco's other joint. Uh, I think it was Bandai Namco. They did a, a sword art game. Uh, and... Uh, I, that's I think it was Fatal Bullet, but I made that's how I made my character. I was like, "Yo, this is my creative anime character right here." Uh, if it's not Chie, it's a it's an anime girl with uh, gray hair and red eyes. So um, yeah, you play as her, and you, you control or yeah, you control the character, and you do like your basic combo stuff, like square, 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 triangle, that sort of shit. But you also have te telekinetic powers, and you can basically automatically it, it locks onto objects in the environment so you don't have to like aim anything you just pull the trigger and you start you you basically pick up this fucking like a brick or like a big slab of concrete and fucking toss that shit at these motherfuckers like uh it is and it feels good like it feels like it has a lot of weight and then Throughout the game, you get different party members at different story moments. Um, but yeah, so you have different party members who are your abilities. So you can duplicate like your attacks. You can uh, go invisible, do a backstab. You can also add fire, which also adds an extra attack to your combo. And then like you see like some shit blow up. Uh, and there's also uh, and then there's another telekinetic ability that uses more of your te telekinetic powers, where you can. Add, um, you pull a bigger object and then you have like QTEs with it. And it's really satisfying. Like you get like two fucking vending machines and you smash uh, a monster. Like you sandwich them with it and you have to like um, uh, press the, the fucking the thumbsticks together. So it's like, yeah, it does this. I'm doing it. Uh, it's it's so smart, man. That combat system. So, like if they can uh, like refine it a little bit for like a sequel or another game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you about the story. <laughs> this shit is so whack. <laughs> okay, that was gonna be my big question because uh, everything you've been saying, I'm like, oh, that sounds like pretty good. Like maybe I'll pick it up. Uh... Oh my god, this like this shit is so dry. Oh, this is like no, the, no, the, oh. the writing, the writing, and the dialogue in this game is so fucking dry, dog. Oh. Like I, oh, it's so sad because like there's so much potential. The character designs are really cool. Uh, the the world building is really cool, uh, so like there's a lot of potential, but the actual dialogue sequences are like, damn, y'all motherfuckers really talk in circles, and they they'll they'll have like a five minute conversation and say absolutely nothing about what's happening in the world, and it's like very. It's so basic, like the, like, <laughs> oh my god, why would you betray me? No, I didn't betray you because secret. Oh my gosh, the secret. And it's like, oh, I'm just, it's it's painful to listen to, <laughs> which sucks because the voice acting is pretty good. Um, but it's like you can have the best voice actors in the game if the script is dry as shit. You, you hate to you hate, you'll hate to hear it. Uh, and um, I don't know. I hope I'm I'm like about six, seven hours into the game. So I hope that it picks up. But I, I am I am thankful like the game moves pretty fast in terms of like 
all right, let's get you in, let's get you into some combat. Like here's this combat scene, here's this boss fight. We you know, know this is the good part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe there's gonna be like a big twist or some shit that's gonna be like, oh, that's fascinating. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep playing. I'm having a ton of fun yeah. with it. But yeah, that's disappointing about the story because I was looking forward to it when because they've been doing mad stuff with Xbox for the past few E3s yeah. and conferences. And so when Xbox showed like at their extended thing, uh, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, in uh, Scarlet Nexus, you are playing as two characters and like you'll actually see then like certain scenes from completely different perspectives. If you play mm-hmm. as both characters, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. It's kind of almost a Last of Us part two vibe thing kind of going on. Mm-hmm. I would love to see how this at all impacts the story. But if the story's not good, then yeah, <laughs> why does like it matter? You can pull, pull that, <laughs> that kind of shit off all you want, but it's like that the yeah if the, the the script is dry, then then that can't save it. But yeah, like uh, I think that the with depending on which character you pick uh, at certain points it diverges, and like you said, you'll see uh, completely different scenes, and then they'll meet up again at the like certain sequences. I think that concept is really cool, but again, like Jordan said. If the story isn't there, then damn. But that, that's a cool idea. I think like conceptually they pulled it off well. It's just yeah, not not interesting. Dang, is it on Game Pass or anything no? Like that? You would think. Uh, you would uh, think. But see, no. That would've, that would've despite me. partnering with Xbox for like every single showcase that they've done, not on Game Pass. Dang. And I'm like, why did you do this? Uh, <laughs> like, I wanna. <laughs> Like hearing hearing about the combat and like oh like it looks good and I've like heard like that the music's like pretty good like yeah. there, there's enough there that I'm like ooh like I want to at least like check it out or like support it in like yeah. some the, capacity but like yeah. ah, like if the story's not there like that's hard to it's hard to justify like yeah. buying it at full price at least for me like right now I like, guess maybe. this is Xbox's attempt to because when like I want to say it's been a year now maybe it's been two uh. Big Phil was like, hey, Xbox kind of wants the whole Japan connection that PlayStation has. <laughs> I assume that's what this is. That's we what's going on. It's like, it's like the beginning of Xbox trying to be like, hey, we can do anime games too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when uh, <laughs> this is like, I don't know, it was like 2006 or seven when uh on Xbox's uh, E3 stage show, they brought out the the Xbox only Naruto game, Rise of a Ninja. That's when they were like making their big anime anime push. Oh wait, is, is that was that the Ubisoft? Yeah, or, the Ubisoft uh, one. Yeah, the yeah. one we were playing in the office. Yeah, the one we were Yo, playing in the office because that game is awesome. It is an awesome <laughs> Naruto game. It was Xbox only, and they had it like on the stage show, and that was like during my like peak Naruto fandom. So I was like fucking so excited i was like hell yeah like naruto on xbox let's go yeah. i was like so so uh you know like hey they want to bring that back you know uh maybe uh i don't know what's uh what's what's like naruto equivalent now um i guess like my, my hero my hero oh yeah. man they want to like you know get like a big phil wants to get like a my hero you know collab going with xbox yeah, you know, make it not an arena fighter. Yo, yeah, make a, a it not my... an arena fighter. Get someone else to make a game. Yo, an open world action RPG from my hero would be fucking fire. <laughs> like, like, let's go. Like, look, I know Ubisoft, like, they're really excited about Star Wars, but if they want to go back to anime with all the lessons they've learned, listen, and apply that, 
It would be I, some game as a service division two something something. You bullshit. know what? If, if it's my hero though, like <laughs> yeah, oh, but like, you can pull, what if it's like just like take Marvel's Avengers? Do, you don't do want my that, hero, Michael. You don't. Want I mean, that. but like the alternative <laughs> is like you have all those like free to play like Asian MMOs that like in my opinion are like not much better in terms of just like grindy nonsense oh absolutely yeah it's like kind of the same thing so i'm like look like (laughs) why not why not make it happen yeah you can make your own anime boy or anime girl but also i want to play as like bakugo i want to like explode shit you know hell yeah 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 also, I'm sorry, Phil. I realize I keep saying things like Big Phil, and it might like tr- <laughs> trigger oh, you thinking like that I'm talking about you. Small Phil. Like small Phil. I, I know I'm not Big Phil. I'm fully aware. <laughs> Big Phil's an idea. Mm-hmm. Something to strive for. He transcends. For. <laughs> Big Phil is inside us all. Mm. I don't know. I whoa, feel hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, uh, why don't you tell me about Backbone? I've never heard of this. What is this? It was oh, yeah. a, uh, another game that came out just before E3 and probably will be somewhat buried because of it. It's, um, I think a few sites have talked about it. It's a detective noir kind of style video game uh, in the whole anthropomorphic animal type deal. Yeah, more um, animals, right? Yeah, so it's like you're 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 playing as uh, a raccoon, um, and it's like it's it's a society where the animals that are closer to humans are like at the top. So like apes, gorillas, and stuff like that. They're like rich white people, and so <laughs> someone like a raccoon is like uh, poor black person or hispanic person like it's it's like very loose connection but the game like really leans into that and it's like this is a society like just fraught with racism classism like it's just really shitty and you play as a private investigator whose very first case is to figure out if this dude is actually cheating on his wife and if he is to get pictures and it like i won't spoil it because it is actually really good but like you while investigating this case the case just spirals into something crazy like it's yeah. what whatever you think is going to happen you're wrong it like it just <laughs> it it goes to a place where i'm like damn I'm, I'm in this for the long haul i'm gonna see this all the way through it i think it's a pretty short affair i am each chapter is like an hour um and there's five in total so unless this each chapter gets like significantly longer on the tail end. I think it's going to be like a five to six hour game. I'm like two, two and a half hours in. Um, It is on uh, game pass ultimate. So on PC, you can't play it on Xbox, the console, but you can play it on the PC version of game pass. Uh, It's the perfect little game pass game. Get a good, like five, six hours out of it. I really love how there's these, uh, moments because there is this uh there's like a few choice driven 
things like you meet a journalist and you get to decide what you say and there's the whole text string on the side that looks very much like disco elysium and you get to decide whether you trust her right off the bat whether you want to flirt with her whether you want to be cold and distant all these different things and that shapes the relationship that you have with her which then correlates into something later when you've gathered evidence and you're trying to make deductions about how certain things connect to one another that will determine like how helpful she is with you depending on how you treated her like an hour prior and it has like a lot of things like that where you do something and then 45 minutes later that thing comes back to bite you in the most unexpected way and that's really cool and interesting and fascinating and i'm hoping the game sticks the landing i have seen some outlets at a few places say that the game ends on uh, a cliffhanger implying that there's going to be more coming i have no idea if that's true i haven't beaten it but uh from what i've played so far it's really awesome and interesting and it's got this nice uh smooth jazz soundtrack um and yeah, it's if if you like detective games, if you like being that person who's like, I have all of these papers in front of me and the game's not going to tell me what clue specifically goes to what clue on which piece of paper and I have to figure out for myself or everyone around me going to think that I'm an idiot because it's like, why would you think that the person who's talking about science is the president or something like that that doesn't make any sense the president wouldn't be talking <laughs> about science not uh, in america he's, yeah he's, <laughs> he's stupid <laughs> so i really like it i'm really enjoying it uh so far um it's something that i've just been kind of uh dabbling between my frequent uh trips into a mmorpg that i am also playing dude that sounds I'm definitely yeah. gonna check this out now. Like I, I'm super I was, installing this. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> looked at the I looked at the screenshots as we were talking, and I was like, oh, like this looks like my shit. Like I grew up playing like point and click adventure games, like mm -hmm. detective style mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I've played every single Nancy Drew adventure hey, game. Yeah. Uh, nice. All yeah, you have thirty two <laughs> of them, thirty three of them. Oh God, I don't even. It's, Oh boy. I didn't know there was that many. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, let me tell you. I, I Nancy I, Drew put in work. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's a shame it never got recorded. But uh, uh, there was a PAX panel. If you want to know all about uh, <laughs> yeah. Nancy Drew, so I just need to go back in time and go back in time. Go to a PAX panel. Uh, PAX East or uh, PAX West. Uh, Twenty eighteen? Oh God, yeah. Wow. The one we, the one where you were talking about Nancy Drew. Yeah, with, yeah. The one where and I was Abby, Abby was there too. Yep. Uh, Wait, PAX West 2018? So like 2019. It was 2019. 2019. 2019. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if it was past Wex 2018, that means you like literally recorded it before I got there. Like before I got to <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. so, like, <laughs> oh. Uh but yeah, dude, like that kind of those kinds of games are like absolutely my shit. And um, you know, uh we've already established my love of uh, anthropomorphic animals, uh doing <laughs> yeah. people things. Uh so I'm all in on this. Yeah. It if you want to be a degenerate drunk. That is totally an option for you. Like Excellent. you, you can just like waste <laughs> yourself. Like I'm gonna clip that with no context. What? <laughs> How dare you? This is a safe space, Michael. <laughs> uh, but you've been saying you've also been checking out an. Oh, you said an MMO. You've been playing. 
Is that yeah. the is that the other one you have on the list here? Oh uh, no. Uh Oh no. Okay. No, the minute of islands yeah, the like Ruba I have I kind of took a break from Apex, so I've had some time to play longer games and I'm like MMORPGs. Are you playing the critically acclaimed? Is, oh, uh, you're pretty... what? What? Oh, Wait, what? Oh, the twist. What? <laughs> the critically acclaimed MMORPG with the free try that lets you go up to level 60 and you get the first expansion for free? That one? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, free no. to play. and you fucking uh, got him. I've been got having him. a really good time with... Uh, Less fantasy star online, new ah, genesis. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, uh, you hate to see it. No, I, I respect PSL too. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is uh, that any good? The the new genesis stuff. Um, I haven't heard anyone. It kind of like just came out like stealth. Yeah. Released, also during heard, like the E three. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. No, I haven't heard anyone talk about it, and I'm like, is that good? Like, should I check that out? It's uh, really. I don't think it's if ev- based on everything that I have heard of uh Eva 14 I do not think it's as good as that. Um but so far I'm enjoying it. It's weird cuz like they've done a lot of changes. Like it's not really Fantasy Star Online 2. It's like the graphics are different. The story is kind of going in a slightly different direction. There's actually really good voice acting now for the characters. Like they oh, wow. brought okay. in like new people and stuff like that. A little bit of new music. Combat's been overhauled. Uh, there, the game now takes in this giant, almost Breath of the Wild like world where there's no loading screens between areas, so you can like go to the top of a really tall mountain and like glide all the way back to the main city hub if you want it'll take you like two to three minutes but you can do it if you want to and there's like all these things where like you're just hanging out in the city and all of a sudden like the sky turns like dark red and like alarms start blaring in the city and it's like hey these really high level enemies are about to attack the city everyone who's like of this power level or higher like we need your help and so like you're in this hub and you see like a bunch of like newbies like me like chatting like yo what the what the fuck's going on like what's happening and then you see all these like really high level characters being like okay rookies like just just stay here you see like this group of like 30 people like just running out of the city going to like fight like some giant monster uh out in the world it's like oh it's like 300 meters away go this direction to head it off and i'm like yo that's really cool that's really awesome i love how this is totally not fantasy star online 2 because like (laughs) the original game does not have any any of of that that. yeah you're describing a completely different game than what i'm used to so that's wild that's really cool that's really awesome i love the changes that they've done to it i it starts off pretty slow it begins in that way it's like we're gonna teach you everything we're gonna teach you combat we're gonna teach you how to jump we're gonna teach you what this shop does and what this shop does and what this currency is for and how you level up your character in these different ways and how you unlock your subclass and how you can invest more points in the subclass i'm like oh my god stop with the tutorials 
So that takes a really long time. And that's a kind of boring-ish. Um, and the game, as far as I can tell, is still in the kind of, oh, we're not really done with it yet. This is more, we've created almost a new MMORPG and like this is the starting point and you're going to get more expansions uh, going forward. So I'm interested to see how it evolves, what it evolves into. If it's something that you're like, oh, I just kind of want to play an MMORPG on my own, you can do that. If you want to play with friends, you can easily do that too. Like connecting with people is super easy and simple. It's just like, here's my friend code. And they just input the friend code and you just party up together. And it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. As far as I can tell, the community is very welcoming and not toxic from what I've seen so far. So that's good. I'm having give, a good time. time. <laughs> so like... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like uh, any community that um, was like waiting like what, like almost a decade it's for like <laughs> for, for the release, the English release of that game was just like already going to be such a small niche community that they were just naturally probably going to be like really chill about it and just like, oh, new people come in. Yes, <laughs> I will happily show you how this game works. <laughs> uh, that sounds cool, though. I'm I'm uh I might have checked that out. It's it's neat that they are um, uh, actually like trying to continue and evolve that game. Because like uh, as excited as I was for PSO two when it finally came out, it was like, oh yeah, this is uh, this is a game that came out like eight to ten years ago. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, wow, uh, yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah, maybe the uh, my my interest in this has waned a little bit. Um, so the fact that they're actually trying to like revive it and refresh it is sounds exciting uh i definitely want to check out more of that uh but jordan why don't you tell us about the last game on your list for sure a uh, minute of islands uh, another game that came out during the e3 period surprise release i can't remember which conference it was but maybe it was summer games fest it was one of those where it's like, here's a new trailer for this game you haven't heard about in a while. And it's out today. And I'm like, cool. Been looking forward to this for a while. Don't have time to play it now. Keep it on my list until later. Um, and, oh my god, I, I think I took a screenshot of, like, the message that pops up when you first play the game. Oh my god, I, I hope I did. Because if so, I... I it was like one of those th so to give context minute of islands is this very like cartoon looking child's ish type thing where you're playing as this girl who's sailing around in a boat and fixing these machines in order to save the world um and whatnot very uh standard typical chosen one type of thing ah uh, yes so i did take a when you first boot up the game, you click new game. The first thing that pops up is content warning. Minute of Islands is a game that deals with complex themes such as trauma, anxiety, and destructive behavior towards oneself and others. The game also uses images and language which may be triggering or disturbing to some. And I'm like, huh, that sounds almost like Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> like, mm. When I read something like that. Mm. And so I started playing and I'm like, oh my god, it's one of those games where you're playing as <laughs> this girl in this world where like global catastrophe has destroyed the environment and now there's this like toxic toxic fungus in the 
air and these spores that if you breathe them in, they start choking you and they slowly give you hallucinations and then your brain starts devolving on itself and then you just die. And Holy she's the shit. one responsible <laughs> for taking care of the machines to make sure that the air stays clean Ooh. so that that doesn't happen. But to do that, she has to like live in the most dangerous areas and be subjugate herself like to the toxic fumes. And she's pushed her uncle away, her sister away, and like her family's like, hey, we love you, but you're being kind of an ass. And she's like, I have to be an ass because if someone isn't fixing the machines, we're all going to die. And so it's this game about this girl is like being the chosen one. Like, it's really cool in the moment because you have that adventure where you first save the world. But then for the rest of your life, you're going to slowly push everyone you love away, harming them and in a way harming yourself, both emotionally and physically, to ensure that the world stays safe so that everyone else can continue being happy. I'm like, oh, my God, this game goes to some really dark, hard places. I'm like, damn. Holy yeah, because I, I saw I saw the first time I when I saw it uh, during like a, a showcase, I was like, "Oh, it's cute. It's like it's like a Adventure Time yeah. style uh, art." Yeah, and yeah, like, that's oh, what this, I thought. This seems, this seems cool. Oh my god, it's good. Like I'm enjoying yeah. it so far, but holy shit! Like, Damn. So like the the anti chicory essentially, in a way. yeah. And I'm like the universe is like, look, you had you had too much wholesomeness from chicory yeah. chicory was too darkness. nice about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> time for darkness <laughs> oh so, yeah. shit uh that sounds great yeah uh that was an, yeah. that was another game that i like i furiously uh, i like made a massive list of like all the indie games uh that i saw like during e3 that i was like oh like so i wouldn't forget them and that was one of the ones i had on my list yeah. uh, again didn't know it was already out or like so, goddamn. Uh, Quick PSA I, I for all out. those indie devs out there. I know you're all listening to us because we're such wonderful people. And of course, you're all <laughs> listening to this podcast. But quick PSA to indie devs. You are allowed to do whatever you want with your game. It's your game. It's your baby. I do not care less. But if you could please, please stop releasing your games in the months of June and December. <laughs> because most of us in the journalism world do not have much time to play new games in june and december so if like you could just avoid those months for the foreseeable future it would be so much easier for us to play your games and cover your games like it's come on like when you're releasing games like chicory and minute of islands and stuff like that and backbone during june and i look at them i'm like i want to play them but at the same time like e3 is right there and i have to do it it's my job i can't just go up to tam and be like fuck e3 this year it's about (laughs) games (laughs) i'm playing chicory (laughs) let's finish off with phil phil you've been playing final fantasy 7 remake Intergrade intermission, right? Is that correct? Yep. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> That's all of it. You remember it all yeah, of it. Nice work. <laughs> I did it. Uh, how yeah, was that? Um, yeah, I, I did it for the review, and it's good. It's more Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is excellent. Hell yeah. And um, I, what I like about it is that <clears throat> so it, it centers on Yuffie. It's this whole like side story standalone thing that takes place in the middle of the other game which is hilarious because like you know you got avalanche running around blowing stuff up and then yuffie is also there kind of off to the side that no one noticed um, but uh but she's a lot of fun like she's um 
really well realized as a character, I thought, um, which is the thing that I like about remake in general. And like, I never liked Yuffie in the original. I was going to say, I found Yuffie really obnoxious. Like annoying? Irritating? Yeah, original. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I, I, and it might have been that she was a side character. And so like, I don't have any strong feelings or memories about Yuffie, except that like, she stole all my shit and I was mad about it. <laughs> so like, uh, I wanted that materia back. And, but like, you pop in with her from the start in this and she's like um, in Sector 7, you know, in uh, Midgar looking for, trying to break into Shinra and like steal their shit, which is cool. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> those guys suck. But um, <laughs> she's just like, it's like playing a kid who is excited, real, very excited to be here and is Aww. like semi playing pretend <laughs> the entire time. Right? Like, she's like, I'm Yuffie and I'm going to do ninja things. And she's like talking to herself. It's like, there's no one here, Yuffie. Like, it's a little bit of that. Like, she's exactly. But at the same time, like, she is a legitimate ninja ass kicker secret agent um, who is constantly trying to convince everybody in the room that, like, yes, she is this cool. And. But and she's real insecure about it, and so because she's so young, right? And it, like it just really plays really well. She's very funny. Like I, I had a great time just like hanging around with her, and uh, you know she, they did a great job of like realizing all these interesting elements of Yuffie in a different way than I thought the original game did at all. So plus the the combat is super good. Like she's, um, she's real fast because she's got that kunai thing, so she can like fight up close or throw the uh the ninja star at people and then she can do like all these magic attacks that are weird and um it basically you just like wallop everybody you just pummel people with these like long combos where they're in the air and they're like bouncing around and you're like i'm stunning them and hitting them with like special ninja magic and like ice and and fire Mm. and throwing your thing and then pulling it back and like zooming around the battlefield because when you call back the ninja star to Yuffie, it doesn't come to her. She goes to it, so you can use it to like fly oh, around the battlefield yeah. and beat the hell out of people. It's great. It's super good. That sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> I need to get back into it because like I I have that platinum for a remake, and I need to like continue knock that out on the list. <laughs> yeah, but I suck at Fort Condor, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> like, so Fort Condor is the other thing. It's like this the new mini game that they added. It's sort of like a board game strategy game. What you do is you like. Uh, you've got three towers on your side and the other person has three towers on their side and you summon like characters to fly over or walk over and like destroy the towers. And so they are summoning their characters. You're summoning your characters. There's a little rock, paper, scissors thing where each character has a class. And so like defense characters beat assault characters, but they're killed by range characters, you know, like, so that sort of thing. And, um, so you just like run around the world buying or finding new figures to put into the game to attack stuff. Um, and that's it. Like, that's the whole strategy is like you just summon stuff. You know, there's a little timer that says how long you can summon stuff. And the longer you let the timer go, the more expensive or powerful a unit you can summon. And so like there's strategy in figuring out what to bring, looking at what the other player has. Um and so, you know, okay, if they've got a bunch of defense characters, I want a bunch of range characters so that I can uh, rock, paper, scissors them to death. But that's, like, pretty much it. And then you just drop them on there and hope that they win. <laughs> like, right. I haven't figured out how to be good at it. 
Um, I don't know that there's really all that much strategy. And that's kind of like the drawback I have for the whole DLC is it all kind of feels a little thin mm-hmm. like that, you know. But um, in general, like it's it's really fun to be back in that world. And if I can figure out Fort Condor and I can get that platinum, I'll be happy about it. <laughs> but otherwise, like it was just cool to like beat the hell out of some Shinra guys with uh, with Yuffie and the new combat and stuff. Like I'm really excited for all this to like link back up into the later full remake levels or, or um, releases games, I right, guess. Right. <laughs> and so whatever they like, might it's be. Gonna be. Yeah, right. Exactly. Part two will come one day, eventually. <laughs> one day when all this links back together and all this weird, like it also has all this weird, like Dirge of Cerberus crap involved too. And like, I, I don't remember any of this. I don't know what any of this <laughs> stuff means. So I'm excited for that to be in like an actual game with other Final Fantasy characters or FF7 characters that I remember um and have an idea of like where the story is going i think it'll all be cool eventually yeah but like right now it's just like a bunch of yeah, stuff yeah it's an intermission really <laughs> yeah exactly. appropriately names um mm-hmm. how's he uh how's, how's it play on on ps5 i like popped it in for like a second just to like <clears throat> see and i was like damn that loading time is fast uh and that's, so that's all i gotta check out but it seems like pretty substantial so i've heard people say that when they play on graphics mode the uh the 4K mode, mm-hmm. it like stutters out for them. Oh, I didn't have no. any issues like that at all. I thought it looked oh, amazing. Man. I thought it looked super good. I played the whole thing. Uh, I played the entire like uh, Don Corneo's Coliseum Hellhouse fight, that like yeah. that whole sequence over again in 4K. And I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good, dude. That's it was like the exact perfect thing to like go try out, yeah. I thought. And uh, I was very happy to go play through all that again. So um, I think it looks great in 4K. I think that's like the superior version, personally, mm-hmm. if it doesn't run like shit on your machine for some reason. Um, the 60 FPS version, the performance mode, also cool, but it feels a little too smooth to me. Oh, really? Like that game's too real cinematic. Smooth. Yeah, I well, I'm a 30 FPS guy generally. I okay, think. okay. Um, it depends on the game, obviously. Like, we're going to talk about shooters and stuff, you know, different situation. But... This game is so cinematic. There's so many like fast camera moves and like big pans and like important shots um, that I, it, it feels like things go a little too quick when it gets up to 60. You know what I mean? Like it moves a little too fast. It's a little jarring. It's like when your TV has like a, that like motion smoothing turned Motion's on yeah. and you're like, oh, exactly. this doesn't look right. Like they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Right. This like, and that might that might just be me. Yeah. But I it feels like a little less cinematic, a little a little different from what I think they intended it mm. to feel like at 60 FPS. Yeah. But that said, combat in 60, 60 FPS is freaking awesome. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> that's the reason I'm interested is the combat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're, you know, trade-offs, but it's cool. Man, yeah, do you think we see all of remake in this console generation considering most console generations are eight to 12 years do you think they get all the parts of final fantasy 7 out before the playstation 6 like i I feel like they have to like yeah you feel like they have to but will they like i mean it is square uh, after all like (laughs) well didn't they say that they were like okay but you know this first episode is going to take a long time to make but then we'll have 
all these assets and resources. Yeah, I know and what the they other said. Parts yeah. will go. They said that. Damn, Jordan. But then, like, is they, that true? <laughs> they just recently put out a thing where, like, I forget who it was, but one of them said, like, "Oh, part two is going to be like very different from part one." I'm like, "What does that mean? Like, like, mm. are you completely changing?" <laughs> it's only it? an like, hour long. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm really curious. I'm like, could again? you could you imagine if like Final Fantasy VII remake becomes this game where it just started on ps4 and it just like carries across like multiple generations it ends on the ps playstation like (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh part four is finally here and it's like yeah i played this three playstations ago (laughs) (laughs) the the gap between part one and part three is the same gap between the original final fantasy 7 and part one (laughs) and then they'll have to put out a well i mean integrate is basically a re re remaster like Mm -hmm. ff7 remake remaster yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they finally release like okay now here's the like five disc collection of all the parts <laughs> together yeah for yeah, like 500 right. bucks you know what? i'm gonna fucking buy it <laughs> yeah all right oh the music too i just oh, wanted to mention yeah the, they they yeah the if you guys uh like the ff7 remake oh, soundtrack oh uh yeah i know i know you do <laughs> that's why i wanted to make sure um so it takes a lot of the music from ff7 remake and like reimagines it again which is already a reimagining which yeah. is super good like they mix in the the wutai themes in some cool ways Ooh, so anyway cool. i bought that soundtrack um i'll let you know when it comes oh and- thank you <laughs> <laughs> phil 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 hooked us up last time he bought the what was it like how- Shh, you're not allowed to say <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 why is there a pillsbury doughboy on your floor that is not the pillsbury doughboy that's the ghost that's, that's from ghostbusters marshmallow man <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, he exists specifically to, when I'm on video, to block outlets and cords and stuff. That's, that's his job. That's why he stands over there in the corner. It reminds me of, uh, what was it? Um, Tim Sweeney, his, his uh, Popeye's his... cup, just sitting on, oh, the, yeah. on the floor. <laughs> Because I think he, that was like the same thing. He like, or no, 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 not Popeye. He had a Popeye's cup and he had the, the, the orb, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the glowing orb. Yeah. Well, I think he yeah. said, if I get the story right, that the reason he put it there is because he spilt some of his Popeye's on the carpet and he right. had to cover wow. it up. So he's like, oh, I'll just take this orb I have and just <laughs> put it down. I love yeah. that. That's great. Oh, to have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Why don't we move on to uh, a little bit of news? There isn't that much going on because it's post E3. I mean, like, I better, it's kind of like, yeah, you better have nothing going on. Like, oh, take a break. <laughs> I'm guys. like, thank God. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. Uh, but there are a couple couple things I wanted to at least just touch upon. Uh, the first being, probably the biggest, is that Cyberpunk back on PlayStation uh it's finally been approved sony has let the uh the game come back on it's part of their oh what's the exact patch number it's patch give me a sec uh cyberpunk patch 1.23 is the name of the patch uh not as big of a patch as like that crazy first patch they did where it it was like three pages long or like whatever it was like it was like huge uh this is a a little bit of a smaller patch but it seems like they're trying to finally get it uh 
fixed up. I personally haven't had a chance to take a look at it um, myself. I also don't know if I care anymore to look yeah, at dude. it. Well, and I don't even kinda... have a base PS... That's, like, the point. Like, what does this run, like, on base PS4? Like, it probably still runs decent on PS4 Pro and probably still pretty good on PS5. Like, the right. whole point is, like, does it now work on the PlayStation 4 console that came out, like, eight years ago? So, I was <laughs> I was watching a little bit of uh, Digital Foundry's video about it that they put up. Um, I haven't finished it yet, though. So this is, I'm just like throwing half uh, facts out here, but uh, from, from what I've seen, um, it seems like it is like definitely like more stable, but they had to um, cut a lot of corners to make it happen. So like there's so little NPCs now in the world, like it, it's like Night City is just dead and it's like the the vision has to been severely compromised to make it like run on that PS4. And at that point I go like, like okay like you know like in my opinion that game's okay it's like it's just all right um but i don't think like when you, when you get down to it like nothing about that game's like open world is like that special outside of like damn look how good it looks on pc with a good graphics <laughs> card and so when you're playing it on a base ps4 and they've removed like you know 90 percent of the npcs or whatever and you're like there's no one there and i'm just like all you're left with is this like kind of muddy, like empty open world, and I'm like, is this really, is this really what you want to play? Is this the experience? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I hope people who are waiting for it do have a good time with it, but like, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, are, are you guys like gonna go back and check it out or? hadn't finished it and were like waiting for patches i mean i was lucky enough to have a series x like when cyberpunk came out so i was able to at least get the oh it runs good enough version of on the console like i don't have a gaming pc so i wasn't able to play it on that but on the series x it runs fine like there was still like occasional bugs and like a few uh i think i crashed like once but i didn't get any of the crazy things that people were posting on youtube and twitter i'm like okay like playing it on series x this game runs pretty good pretty fine i can play this through to completion and then just never have to touch it again unless i really want to (laughs) and like yeah that's i'm probably not gonna play it again (laughs) yeah 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 same i played it on pc I played it way too much. Honestly, I got like all the endings. Oh, yeah, you stuff, did. Yeah, because I was doing guide content yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time. And uh, you are yeah, a trooper, I'm Phil. Like, <laughs> I'm fully okay with never playing Cyberpunk again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got it. I got everything there was out of it. But didn't they? Did I? Am I misremembering this? But didn't they even say that like, yeah, it's available on PS4 now. We don't super recommend you play. Yes, that, that is exactly <laughs> yeah. what they said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. Or I think they said uh, we recommend on PS4 Pro or PS5. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically, like without saying it, be like, "Yo, this shit is ass on base PS4." Water. <laughs> I, I think that's sort yeah. of like, look, this is the best we could do with it. Like we yeah. can't, we can't really push this thing anymore to run and, the systems. I, I, yeah, and at a certain point, you just need to be like, "Yo, would this ship has sailed? We just need to yeah. like." move on with our lives in in a way so i i I, I get it i agree it's it's just like it's not the kind of game that's like it like i I don't think this game is ever gonna be a you know a no man's sky or a 
even yeah, like, it's, it's not that good. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not it's just not yeah. built that way. So it's like the idea of like ah oh, this redemption arc. It's like no, nah, at this point, like the best you can hope for is like maybe the DLC they put out will be like pretty cool, uh, and then you know they'll take the lessons learned for a Cyberpunk twenty. 78 yeah. or whatever right like yeah like i guess i don't know i <laughs> i think i'm just uh, ready to stop I'm, I'm excited that they put it out on ps4 so that hopefully this means we can kind of stop talking about cyberpunk right yep <laughs> uh and with that it seems like we're we're all ready to move on from that one i don't think we'll ever be completely free from cyberpunk if for no other reason i think it's going to be a cautionary tale to a bunch of AAA developers. It's like, hey, sure. you're making your game for both current gen and last gen. You need to make sure that if you're making it for last gen, it runs on the old ass PS4 and baseline Xbox One because people still have those consoles. So if you say, yeah. hey, this game's coming out for Xbox One, it's going to run on that giant ass fucking brick of an Xbox <laughs> One that came with the Kinect like in 2013. The like, cyberpunk effect. Like, That's what they'll call mm. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I. I hope I hope that isn't the case with I mean we talked about it like previously on episodes but like Horizon or you know God of War or whatever. Halo like, Infinite please Halo Infinite please. like I, I, you know I agree with what Michael said during those episodes where it's like those are backed by Sony they you know they kind of know that hardware better they're building it specifically for that hardware so I don't think it'll be a cyberpunk situation but you never know you never know that's <laughs> <laughs> true that base PS4 is hella old man like who knows <laughs> Ooh. Uh, other than that, I just wanted to quickly touch on uh, yesterday they had the Sonic. Well, yesterday is the time of recording. They had uh, Sonic's 30th anniversary and they had the Anniversary Symphony. Did any of y'all listen to that? Michael? Um, you catch that? How you feel about Sonic? Uh, I, you know, so Sonic's cool, but uh, um, I know I live with a uh, rabid Sonic fan. Oh, uh, yeah. Blessing was going yeah. wild on yo, Twitter. He was, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. he was busting <laughs> fat nuts. I was like, yo. Um, but it, it it seemed really cool. Like I pe I peeped it for a little while because yeah. then it was like half orchestra, half like um, what's a crush the forty the crush forty. Uh, so it was like it also had like the alternative rock mm -hmm. el element to it, and then like encore mixed both. Like I was so like I think that people who aren't into Sonic and saw a lot of people gushing about it were like, you know what, I'm I'm happy for y'all. Yeah, like, <laughs> it seemed like such, it seemed like such a good representation of because Sonic music is is dope, like legitimately yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to like to have it to have it represented in that style, like having an orchestra and then having a rock band and bringing those th two things together, like I don't know, that, that's that's such a that's such a such a lovely thing. Like if I was deep into Sonic, I would probably be in tears, dude. So yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not like that level of Sonic, but like I have played a surprising amount of the sonic games and like yeah. yeah like hearing like even like the 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 orchestra they got to like sonic 06 and i'm like ah like you know the, i guess they got to do this one because the sonic you know it's it, it's a sonic game like they got to cover it uh -huh. but i was like oh right some of the music in sonic 06 is like fucking dope yeah. like this shit like hits <laughs> like in the orchestral i was like ooh, ooh, like that game's trash but like mm, like you know the music this is pretty that's bad. how you can like, describe I, like a lot of 3d sonic games <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the most consistent thing about Sonic is the music. The music is like pretty like, good over the years. It's always been pretty great. Like if they yeah. could only get the gameplay to match that quality. <laughs> like they would have hey. one of the most popular franchises in the world. I mean, Sonic, <laughs> Sonic Adventure mm -hmm. is fire. I love Sonic Adventure. 
You know what I'm saying? On Dreamcast, it was like, yo, this is like, the, yeah, the, mm-hmm. like uh, the next generation of 3D action. Sonic Adventure was dope. I love that I, shit. Sonic Adventure is one of those things that I played like way past after it already came out. So like, I I just don't have that like nostalgia and I'm like, yeah, this game's like pretty flawed. And same with Adventure 2. But like, there's enough people that like really love both those games that I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, like. Like I can't, I can't hit on that. Like no, like you know, good for you guys. Like I'm glad, I'm glad y'all like really love this game. Uh, I don't know if it's for me. Like uh, you know, it's kind of janky as hell in my opinion. But I'm glad for didn't you guys. You, uh, yeah, didn't you do the history of Sonic? I did do a history did of Sonic. Yeah, I played, oh. I played like every Sonic game. <laughs> so you, you, oh, you damn. are a so- you, you got Sonic yeah. Mania. Yeah, nice. I got Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania <laughs> is good. It's good. So in my yeah. opinion. The one truly good Sonic game is Sonic Mania, if, if I were to pick. How dare you, sir? One. Sonic Riders exists. <laughs> you know what? I haven't played Sonic Riders, actually. Uh, Sonic the Fighters, I'm really looking forward to checking that out. And Lost Judgment, coming later this fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that concert was it concert was good. It was really cool. Like The, or- the orchestral stuff was like sick. It was, it was really funny seeing... like janky ass footage of like sonic 06 and then these like very professional looking you know like people in all their suits and ties like just you know playing their hearts out for this janky ass sonic footage like on the background behind (laughs) them like it was hella funny but then like the crush 40 part was like legitimately like hell yeah like the the audience for that part like everyone was like really into like the orchestra stuff like yeah this is really great and it sounds good what got to the crush 40 the chat just like lost their fucking minds they were like <laughs> let's fucking go like uh they ended it on um uh live and let learn and just like the the audience just absolutely lost their shit it was so good um i also think it like perfectly sums up the sonic franchise where it's like beautiful sweeping like orchestral like very classy and then just like attitude attitude (laughs) j-rock like just absolute nonsense like oh it was beautiful it was it's really good if if you if you're interested in that i think they have it archived up on on the sonic um youtube channel you should definitely check it out if if you like some good some good uh jams and you like sonic and you didn't get a chance to see it you should check that out uh all right and i think that is pretty much all there is for news um normally this would be where we do our listener questions you could always send a question to us at gamespot after dark at redventures.com uh but or sorry after dark podcast at gamespot.com i fucked that up wow i said everything <laughs> in that thing wrong I completely ignore that uh, uh but we actually don't have any listener questions this week um which i think is okay we can just kind of call this a episode uh jordan's got jordan's got things to do jordan's got things to yeah. do uh, I appreciate I you all do. wanting to having do, doing this recording so early in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, no problem yeah. at all. Uh, so yeah, I think we're just going to call this an episode. That is episode number 99. Uh, let's go around and uh, give ourselves all a little uh, shout out. Michael Heim, where can the people find you? Yo, you can find Mr. E3 at Michael P. Heim mm. on Twitter. We can find me and all my bullshit uh i i don't know i don't i don't really i don't have video game takes if you want video game takes don't follow me all i do is um get drunk and tweet about bullshit <laughs> uh, and i still and play persona dancing at 2 a.m yeah. Uh, yeah start crying on twitter about how beautiful persona's soundtrack is no arguments here i ain't gonna yeah 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jordan, where can the lovely people find you? They can find me on Twitter at JMRemay. Uh, with, it looks like Apex Legends is going back to OG World's Edge and King's Canyon next week. So if you follow me on Twitter, I'm probably just going to be talking about Apex stuff for the next couple of weeks. I talk about other stuff too, sometimes, occasionally, but I'm I'm sorry if you're looking for any opinions on other stuff. Nah, just Apex <laughs> next week. Just Apex. <laughs> Phil, what about what about you? Where, where can people hear about all your destiny, your destiny lore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at, uh, on Twitter at Phil Hornshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't talk about Destiny that much. Everybody has a misconception about me. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I literally am in a Discord chat with you where we constantly talk about Destiny every single day. Yes, so like I know. For you and dis- me oh, Discord. all Destiny. I thought you said Slack at first. I'm like, is the Slack Destiny chat still going? No, we I, I that <laughs> we exists, would but... we would annoy the hell out of that uh the amount we talk about Destiny if we actually talked about it in that chat. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I will talk to you about Destiny, but it's not the only thing I like. (laughs) I'm a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can find me at John Luke Seipke. I'm going to be, I'm going to be trying to take a break next week. Uh, I'm going to try to take some days off. That sounds Uh, wonderful. Yeah, man. Which will be good. But I will be back for next week's podcast. Episode 100. Like I said, we got... A little surprise uh, we're going to have for y'all, but uh, hopefully I'll, I'll chat with the rest of them and see if there's anything else cool we want to come up with. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. Don't don't set your expectations too high. It's just, it's... It's going to be a banger. Holy <laughs> shit, I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. No. We're re-reviewing every single video game GameSpot has ever reviewed on air. Let's <laughs> <Less> fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I think we could make that happen. That, that could be quick. We'll just like rapid fire it, you know, like... <laughs> uh, like okay um uh, that'd be hilarious michael actually. heim persona 3 uh go 10 of 10 okay uh shimmy copy 10 say 3 uh 10 of 10 uh final fantasy 10 uh 10 of, uh, 8 out of 10 <laughs> uh chrono cross uh still 10 out of 10 oh shit all right <laughs> still hell yeah, hell yeah. Nice work. <laughs> nailed it <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well we will see you all next time for episode 100 Woo! Yay! Peace!